Hello. I hope you've had a great day or you're heading into one. <laughs> um, we had a hard day two days in a row now. And so tonight we're going to talk about frustration and resultant positive consequences because of humor as an intervention. Okay. So I want you to take a look at the, um, the second one first, the one that says intervention with a little heart on it. The reason that heart has the line down the center comes from our original OT who was assigned to us at the time of evaluation at Texas Children's. John was two and we got the best. <laughs> and she could see that my mom hair was on fire and that I was headed toward a brick wall with um, just, you know, frustration, hair on fire, panic, worry, fear, you know, you name it. So she sat me down and she made a circle with her hands. So just imagine that you're making a circle like you're looking through it. And then you take one hand and you cut that in half. So you're looking at a half a circle. She said, listen, this half a circle is... Um, Actually, she started with the whole circle. She said, this is everything that you've got for your kid. This is all of your energy, time, money, therapy, um, uh, heart, knowledge, everything. Th then she took a hand and cut it in half. And she said, this half, you do every single thing that you can for your kid. And then she switched halves. And she said, this second half, you love them just like they are. So through the years, I've just switched, morphed the circle into a heart. And so that line down the center is to remind us that with all of our energy, time, resources, money, insurance, focus, knowledge, heart, soul, we do half of all of that into everything that we can for an intervention. And where does intervention come from? I wanted to share with you that it actually comes from the Latin you see there, interviny, inter, intervine, huh? meaning to come between, um, to get involved, to jump into the middle of something, to interfere. So it actually, intervention comes from the Latin. I think that's totally cool. So that is, it means to interrupt what is happening accidentally and to make it purposeful. So with our kids, if they have developmental uh oh we're going the wrong way kind of stuff, then we need to step in and do something about that. So that's the first half of the heart. Then she said, remember she said that take the second half and love them as they are, so I just switched that to a heart. So we take that second half of everything that you are, in this case the shape of a half a heart, and you love them like they are. You're mindful, you accept them, you validate them, you confirm them, you wait, you um, give them rope, you... Um, We'll explore this further. I've developed some more complexities to it. But anyway, I just wanted to, so that's our, I just wanted to discuss that very briefly. Okay, now we're going to go back to the first picture. And this was my Facebook post today. Now you see that smiley face there. Well, that kid wasn't that happy <laughs> before I took these pictures. We were working on our home uh, schooling math. And oh my God, he hates worksheets. And he, dyscalculia is a real thing. So when we're working with numbers, you know, we have sometimes abdicated our numbers to the calculator. Um, we've done touch math. 
we're doing manipulatives, I'm using fingers, I'm doing counting, whatever it takes to try to multimodal the concept of numbers into him. And we've talked before about how time is a number system and money is a number system. And then, oh dear God, just multiplication and, and um, well, actually multiplication and division, he skip counts better than he subtracts and adds. And then that carry the one thing, you know, Oh my goodness, as long as we're in, um, we've got 10 toes and 10 fingers, we're doing okay. I hate to say that, that we're 13 years old and still using our fingers, but all right, you heard it here. So anyway, we were sitting inside and it was a beautiful day outside and he is just like fed up with worksheets and we're ch chugging through the list and we're trying to get some, get the, the, the nasty things, the hard, the challenging, the uh, cognitive burdens done because at 11 o'clock, I'm sorry, at four o'clock, he's got occupational therapy on Zoom. And then at five o'clock, he's got Taekwondo karate. And then he's going to go bike riding with a little, little buddy in the neighborhood. So he's about to get a lot of gross motor, but it, it'll be outside of my control, which is fine, you know? Plus, I've got to drop everything I'm doing and try to go get my car out of the shop because the starter wasn't working and now it's ready. But anyway, long story made short, um, hard way reared its ugly head again today. So not only did mom not make it to the car dealership and there's no car in the driveway for today, uh, for tonight, but um, I ended up boo-hooing down the street. It was just, you ever have those days where one thing you can handle, two, three, four, five things you can handle, but by the time you get to that ninth or tenth thing, it's just like, you know, and um, that was my uh, walking down the street. I just walked away from people today <laughs> and then avoided people until I, you know, pulled it together and meandered back to the house. And by then, well, anyway, so forget me, but back to, to John. So we're, we're in the house. We're trying to get through um, the math worksheets and we're doing planking. And he, his, his frustration, his, when his bucket is full and he's spewing out the, the top of it, then uh, he'll grab his papers and his erasers and his pencils and whatever else, and he'll head outside, which is actually fine with me. Um, so he says he's gonna go out, he's earned some planking, and so he's heading outside. And <laughs> so I see him pissed off out in the front yard, um, starting to plank, but he's got a little hiney up in the air, so his form is all wrong. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's time to get your camera out, girl. So I raise the, the blinds, he sees me, so now he knows he's getting photographed. And so I'm, I'm kind of miming through the, the, through the window, get your butt down, right? Get your head up, I'm trying to take your picture here. So now he starts to laugh because he knows we're starting to make a joke and I'm being silly through the glass and he's being silly on the outside in the front yard for all the neighborhood to see. And we've got some nice neighbors and we've got some not so nice neighbors. So quite frankly, I guess everybody knows who we are. Do you have that on your street? Yeah, everybody knows who we are. <laughs> All right, so anyway, I get the, I'm starting to take some pictures, and then I realize, you know what, I need to prove that this kid is grinning out there. So I got some close-ups of the face, and then I inverted one of them, and just to prove, you know, if you look at it upside down, he looks like he's not happy, but he really is, big faker. And that's why I posted here that, yes, with stalling, and yes, with planking, and yes, dyscalculia, right? But at the same time, we're using humor, we're redirecting, and what was a lot of frustration and mad and blowing his top, and mom ended up crying down the street, it was like, wait a minute, we just need to laugh, and we need to change the paradigm. So you see that little grinning face there, 
That was him earlier. And then that was him after all this. And then he grabs his worksheets and goes out to the brick wall and starts to write on the wall. He's just flailing. This kid is just anything to just his, his, what's the, what am I trying to say? His uh, self-regulation is so out of whack. Um, but at the same time, we're laughing. And so what could have been a disaster actually turns out to be a good redirect. And in that intervention, that Latin thing, that heart is like, oh, wait, right now we're not on the half of the heart that says do everything you can for your kid. <laughs> we're on the second half of the heart that says, you better laugh, mom. You better smile. You better love that kid and develop, help him develop that sense of humor and that ability to make a joke out of some, everybody else's, including our tears, and get a grin on that face and make it a joke, make it a happy thought, because otherwise he is not going to retain one thing, and all of that addition that you're wrestling with is going to go right down the toilet. He's going to flush it off a of working memory, that little uh, kitchen table that he's churning through in his brain. It's never going to make long-term storage, never going to make long-term memory. It's going to be gone. So you wasted a whole hour of both of your lives. So that's good. We're smiling. That's why I wanted to show this to you, right? And I don't know in the future if hashtags are still a thing, but that's what that number sign is. Just wanted to say, okay, in, in, in 2020 and 2019, hashtags are a real thing. All right. No telling what technology will be in the future. You guys ever watch Back to the Future? You don't know what Doc Brown's going to be doing next, right? Okay. So now let's go to um, what we really want to talk about, which is the positive consequences. Because if we can use humor as the number one best redirect. There is no better redirect in my, in my experience. And I've been doing this for 10 years now um, with, with quite an arm full of kid, I gotta say. I have found nothing better as a redirect than humor and laughing and making a joke and maybe hugging and holding him until he's done being sad and then he's joking and trying to pull away or a tickle or a, or a massive hug and then we just kind of like uh, do a backflop onto the sofa, whatever that takes, like falling timber crash. Anything for the dent, for the, um, the production of the endorphins, for the dopamine to spike, for the neurotransmitters to go, hey, I guess it's time to be happy. That's what we want. All right, so usually consequences are considered and discussed, you know, in the negative, like, oh, dear God, you're all going to be in trouble. Uh, but th in this case, let's look at the yellow ones. I hope they turn out to be yellow in your graphic. Positive consequences to the child, to the adult, to anybody we're talking about. And just because I've been talking kid doesn't mean we couldn't be talking spouse or boss or dog or neighbor because... Humor is a universal language. It's that 80% of body language. It's not really very many words. And, and I plead Mr. Bean, okay? So if you think you've got to have a lot of words with body language for humor, you don't. Watch something with Mr. Bean. We happen to have the full collection. And that guy says 10 words in the total of 10 DVDs. And he's my hero. Well, one of my heroes. We used to live in the UK, so God love Mr. Bean. Okay, back to our list here. I digress. So instead of anxiety, wouldn't you love the person with whom you're working, whatever age of child they are, <laughs> whatever age of, of mental, intellectual, 
physical motor control, mindset, metacognition, you label it the way you want to. But whatever, whoever they are, wouldn't you love them to have the consequences instead of anxiety of confidence? And how about pride, the good kind of pride? I don't know if Blue's Clues is still a thing, but, you know, uh, the um, they were so great about uh, teaching us some of the initial sign language for kids. So you take your thumb and you're showing self-esteem, right? It's like a thumb uh, up through your sternum. So the good kind of pride, self, uh, you, when you're proud of what you've accomplished, that uh, intrinsic pride. Character, right, is what you do and no one is looking, that kind of pride. So instead of feeling shame for anything that happens, it's like, nope. I failed, but you know what? I'm going to get back up and try again, and I'm going to feel proud of what I accomplish. And then initiative, taking the initiative, helping our kids to not just be racked with guilt and get nothing done and die in a corner in a fetal position. No, 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 no. Get up and take that initiative and have some humor and say, oh, well, I guess I'm going to try again. Guess that didn't work. And it's, it's the magic elixir, I'm telling you. Anytime that you feel down and out or someone that you're trying to help motivate or cooperate or collaborate with is feeling guilt, try some humor. Try some um, humility. Oh, yeah, baby, humility, right? And then you realize, yeah, you know what? We just should not be taking ourselves this seriously. So let's get up. Take that initiative. You know, I tell John, I said the whole world's waiting for someone to call them or someone to text them. So be that person that takes the initiative and, and, and initiates the social interaction, initiates the try again, initiates the collaboration. Be that leader, all right? Even if you don't have the label in your title, you can have that, that label in your heart and in your actions and in your self-esteem. Okay, who wants fear? Who in the world wants fear? But oh yes, wouldn't we love to have joy? Wouldn't we love to be spreading joy for our kids to feel the, the chemicals? And look at that little face there popping off that bus. Now, we had to kind of fight to get that in our uh, ARD, our IEP, when we went to intermediate school because, you know, self-contained uh, instruction kids, they ride the little bus. But we said, nope, we're not going to. And they said, ooh, bully, bully. And we said, nope, we take those risks. And we backward chained. We're ready for this. And they said, are you sure? And we said, absolutely. He's a trained boomerang. We've been backward chaining for this thing. That's his first day getting off the bus at, at rising fifth grade. And that is a happy face there. He is proud of what he's accomplished. And he knows what he's done. He is metacognition. He is aware of that achievement of riding that big kid bus to and from. All right, which fits into the next one. We're not hiding. Risk-taking. Take, give them the dignity of trying to take risks. If they fail, so what? Who cares? Did they die? If they didn't die, they're still alive. Awesome. We've got brain plasticity opportunities. We're going to try again. We're going to take that risk. We're going to feel joy. Everybody fails. But don't wallow in it. Don't go over in the corner and die, curl up and die in a fetal position. Take that risk. Smile. It's no different than when I've told you we're working on behaviors out in public. Not, not the ones in private where I could just walk away and remove the audience. Oh, no. These are the ones that are like out in the middle of the grocery store or at church. And what I do, I've learned, um, is that if he decides he wants to check my, test my boundaries, I'm just going to smile at all the people looking, looking at me, the adults, who might be castigating me or giving me a little, you know, 
EI sermon on, uh, EYE sermon on, well, you just need to give that kid a good beating and everything's going to be fine. Um, no, I just don't give them that opening. I just smile there. I look around and if someone wants to establish eye contact or have a conversation, I say, yep, we're just working on our social skills still. And I have yet to have someone do anything except, yeah, that's right. Keep at it. So as long as I don't freak out, nobody else is going to. And so that's the thing about risk-taking. It's just not something to die about. Do we want to have social isolation for our team, or the ones we love? Nope. Do we want to have them so comfortable in their own skin that that sense of belonging just flows? Yeah. Do we want them to have self-respect? Do we want them to have the respect of others? Yeah. Do we want them to feel so chagrined and, and abject and, and hunched over an object of bullying? A target? No. We don't want anybody, and certainly not themselves, mocking them. And anger, all right? We don't need any road rages or kid rages or adult rages or anything like that. Self-control, resilience. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I jumped down. I meant to say um, self-regulation. Self-control, self-regulation, um, be aware of what's going on, um, a sense of humor, humility, these kind of overlap. They're slightly different. I tried to find an opposing uh, force there in each of these lines. Um, so self-control will change anger and it'll be able to laugh itself. And then you've removed the shame, all right? Because if you're laughing at yourself, how can anybody else shame you? They can't. They go, oh yeah, huh, that's funny. All right, you're pretty cool. Do we want them to have a sense of resilience or is there going to be a loss, um, a deflation, a brokenness? No, we've talked before about resilience and I'm sure I'll be talking about it again. The, the beautiful thing about helping our kids become poised. Uh, hard way, easy way. <laughs> I'm using that every day and many times with you all here. We want easy way. In fact, this evening, as John and I talked through our evening, and we tried again, and and because he screwed up mom getting to the dealership to pick up the card tonight because of hard way, he was really begging and pleading for a Happy Meal. So this is two nights in a row now. He's gotten nothing except regular food out of the fridge. And I told him, I said, you chose this. You chose hard way twice, two days in a row. So I said, maybe we could try to earn it tomorrow. So that's what he's talking about now. <laughs> how much he wants that hamburger happy meal tomorrow and you also have to realize the time in which I'm recording uh, we're still in that shutdown that self uh, isolating and just now maybe barely starting to come out so there's no congregating anywhere and you don't get to see your friends and we're all wearing masks and we're, nobody's well we're just barely maybe a few people are not wearing masks but for the most part we're still all in fear and trembling so because of the COVID-19 okay Historical perspective there. All right, self-esteem. I've already said that word five times on the with on this sheet of paper, but um, we sure don't need reaction, overreaction. We don't need guilt. We don't need overthink. We don't need um, self-harming. We don't need any of that kind of stuff. We just need self-esteem to say, hey, I'm going to try again. It's going to be okay. I'm not dead yet. And then my two favorites, <laughs> natural consequences, right? Which is in any way, anytime something in life happens, how do they say we interpret stress individually? We all have a certain filter for it. 
And the same thing can happen to four different people and they all, four individuals are gonna have different versions, different intensities, different concentrations of stress because those four brains are gonna process that stressful situation four different ways, okay? So in this case, we don't need all the negative stuff. Self-esteem can say, yep, I knew that was gonna happen. It's okay. I know how to laugh at myself. I know how to dust myself off. I know how to try again and I bet I can make a joke out of it. And if I can laugh at myself, then, you know, and I don't mean in a, in a, you know, a bad way. Uh, I can't think of what the, you know, in a, we already talked about self-mocking and all that. Not in a way that cuts you. You know, we're not talking about self-harming. We're just talking about, you know, yeah, oh goodness, laugh, laugh with yourself. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. The, you know, um, you know what I mean. Um, okay, so natural consequences and then unintended. Yes, unintended consequences. So as we try our, to help those we love realize to read the tea leaves, what's about to happen? You may not anticipate it yet. Those of us who have already been around the block a few times, we can anticipate a variety of outcomes. And we probably are attaching weighted averages, right? And probabilities to, uh-oh, when that's happened in, in my past, half the time it's gone this way, half the time it's gone that way. Do I need to rescue or is this person going to have to just figure it out the hard way? Are they interested in help? I'll ask him. I'll ask people around me, do you want help or do you just want me to zip it? And either way is okay. Because, and that's a real legit question to ask. I've heard counselors say that, that they're trained to ask someone who they're counseling, do you want a thought partner in this? Or do you just want someone, or are you more interested in someone, a good listening ear? And we all probably have a specific answer anytime we're seeking. We pretty much all know whether we want someone to help us really process this or just please shut up and listen. That's really all I want. Don't try to fix it for me. Just help me listen to me while I vent, while my brain re refiles this information in a less panic-stricken way, and I can process it in a more calm way next time. Um, so unintended consequences of, of anything. Um, to, to anticipate if it happens, if there's a, something that goes wrong, and our kids are in a rut and they only know how to process one type of interaction or one neural pathway. Oh, 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 I've been practicing with John from the beginning that there would be no such thing as a one neural pathway for any particular reaction that or a, a habit, right? I don't want him grooved into some kind of habit where that's the only thing and he's going to have a hissy fit if he doesn't get it his way. I make him stop talking. I'll interrupt him. If he's gone on to say it two or three or four or five or six or seven or eight t times, we're, we're way past echolalia. We're way past nagging. And I say, John, you're nagging. No one's going to listen to you. You say it once. You say a good sentence once and then zip it. Don't, don't keep saying it over and over and over. And I do know that there are some, some of my friends who let their kids just go on and on, dominate the conversation, and they finally say, you're right, and they... They capitulate to that, to that stem, and that's fine if that's your choice, but I don't believe in my heart of hearts that that is going to serve John in his adult life. I think he needs to be able to handle interruptions and somebody else's opinion and collaborating and being flexible. And so we've been training on that since the beginning, and I have to say he's gotten really good with it, um, and particularly when I can throw humor on the fire. So always unintended consequences of anything. Oops, that's what happened, John. 
what are you going to do next time? Or what are you going to do this time? How are you going to fix it? An example, tonight, I'm trying to get him to bed so I can do this podcast. Um, and he's screwing around, stalling. He's, I, we, he had a haircut earlier today. I gave him one in the because uh, nobody's going anywhere. Um, I used the clippers on him. Yay for that. And uh, so he's been walking around with a little bit of hair down his back <laughs> since then. So it was going to be bath or, or shower. Shower's faster. We finished the second half of the, the remake of The Karate Kid. I know I've told you this before. The best hour of TV ever, ever. So many great lessons. It's the one with Jackie Chan. Please watch it on a regular basis. And um, so... Uh, uh, anyway, he's stalling around. I'm trying to get him into the shower. He needs to wash that hair. It's like a grease pit. I can smell it. But I finally, I'm, I can tell I'm getting frustrated. So I just put the shampoo in the corner and make sure the water's not too hot. And I walk out and he shuts the door and I have no idea what happens. Eventually he comes out and <laughs> we're working on his teeth. And I said, hey, did you wash your hair? And he says, yes. And I said, let me smell it. And I said, you mean to say no, right? You need to say, mom, I lied. Um, but, um, I, I just walked away because I was starting to get frustrated. So if I'm starting to go down the wrong road, what do I need to do? I need to exit stage left. That's what I need to do. Remove, remove the audience. Okay. It turned out fine. Who cares if he still, his hair still stinks a little bit tonight and into tomorrow, there's nobody that's going to smell it except me and him. So, <laughs> and the dog. So no big deal, right? Unintended consequences. It's okay. It happened. Goodbye, mom. Leave. There's nothing you're gonna nothing you're gonna improve by standing there and nagging, mother. <laughs> okay, I know. It's time for you to go. Do something else with your life. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I I enjoy talking. I'm an extrovert. And so this is this is my social life here, guys. <laughs> um, thank you. Okay, peace be with you. Good night.